Blog Talk Radio. Well, good afternoon, and we've got the uh, most exciting subject that uh, people are talking about or want to know about, and that's the end times. Um, I just got finished uh, listening to a book by Joel Rosenberg, and uh, the, the 60%, over 50% of people uh, think this is the end times, and they want to know more about it. And uh, Brother Hart, Brother Ken Hart, is going to be with us this afternoon, and, and we're going to have a series of uh, radio programs, and he's going to explain it to us uh, so that we can have peace about it about going through the tribulation, peace about what's happening, and so that uh, hearts won't fail and uh, uh, you won't fall away when things don't go the way your little uh, preacher is telling you how it's supposed to go, and uh, you won't be shocked. Uh, It's good to write books about it, and uh, it it keeps you uh, comfortable, but we want to uh, make you uncomfortable uh, and then comfortable. You know, I mean, like when the people broadcasted or, or warned people about Katrina and that it was coming and that uh, it was not good news and it's not something that they wanted to tell everybody, but uh, it was their responsibility to tell everybody. And and so, uh, you know, we're not after you getting mad at the messenger, just listen to the message. And really, uh, like, I know myself, and I believe I can say for Ken, or he can say for himself, uh, his skin's thick enough to take you disagreeing with him. You just prove him wrong. And you can whine and cry and do all whatever you want. But uh, we're going to go on with the truth and tell the truth and, um, and, and so that you can be comforted by it. The truth will always comfort you. Uh, so without me uh, saying anything more, uh, except maybe asking a question here or there. Here's Brother Ken Hart. Hey, everybody out there. It's good to be here again this afternoon on this fine Friday. Um, we're chasing the rapture, and we're talking about the truth according to the scriptures, according to the rapture question. And Brother uh, John couldn't have said it better. You know, it's it's a case of whether, you know, it's not just me right or anybody else right. It's what's in the scriptures and what's the truth, and and it's important for us to face the truth. I know sometimes we don't know the truth, and perhaps we need to be taught that, or perhaps we need to get in the Bible ourselves and learn about the truth. This happens to be a series where we are using the, the rapture to uh, to show that the Lord is faithful, and he will be there with us. He'll continue with us throughout the strife, and we need to go through this section. Apparently we do. He says we're going to go through it according to the scriptures. And we're going to point out some of those again today, kind of going back over a few things that we did before, uh, last week rather, uh, on the scriptures to you know keep you in mind of what it is. Because it takes a while to sink in and it takes some time to think about it. But please go to your Bibles and, and look at these verses and sit down and pray to the Lord and think about it, and he will help you understand this. I'm sure we can. And again, it's not me right or wrong or what. It's what's in the Scriptures, and if it's in the Scriptures, it should be listened to by everybody. I mean, there shouldn't be an argument about that. If it's not there and I'm wrong, then great. I'll be happy. I'd be happy to get out of here earlier if that's what the Lord wants me to do, but apparently that's not the case for all of us. So 
I'll go along, and we've got some major prophecies that I'd like to bring out concerning uh, the Revelation and the events concerning Revelation coming up. Uh, a few of those uh, prophecies uh, actually include the, the rebirth of the nation of Israel. That was a strategic prophecy that was prophesied in Ezekiel in 1948. The nation of Israel was reborn. Um, a few others, the New World Order, the birth of the New World Order was uh, uh, in there. The Chernobyl uh, nuclear accident in 1989, uh, the fall of the Berlin Wall and the birth of the New, York, New World Order in 1990. Uh, of course, you got the building of the Ataturk Dam in Turkey, which will enable the Euphrates River to be dried up to make way for the kings of the east to come against Israel at the Battle of Armageddon. All the Chinese will come down through that way and make way through a uh, dried up river there of course, by use of the dam. Uh, 1993, the offering of the Jerusalem Covenant and its adoption by the nation of Israel. All the prophecies that we covered before the Jerusalem Covenant are the things that have already happened. These are events that have already gone. Now we're going to move into the future here and say a few prophecies uh, concerning what's coming. And now, you know there will be a confirmation of the Jerusalem Covenant. And that's when the Antichrist will uh, sign a peace treaty with Israel. And then there will be uh, the building of the third temple. They've already got the temple ready. Uh, they, they've got it prefabbed. Everything's ready to go. I understand that it can be put up in six months. So uh, that's, that prophecy is in Revelation 11, <clears throat> 11. Uh, verse 1, two, 1 through 2, if you'd like to make note of that. There's a few others there, too, but I won't belabor it. Um, of course, the animal sacrifice must be resumed once they get the temple made, and that will will come about. Uh, they'll resume animal sacrifice there. And uh, then in the middle of the tribulation, the Antichrist will move into the temple, uh, claiming to be Messiah and God. That's in Daniel 9, 27. Um, that's when he, in the middle of it, will sit in our stand in the uh, temple place and proclaim that he is God or the Messiah. And then um, at the same time the great tribulation begins, that's when the tribulation begins. It's when first the seven-year period, the first three and a half years, is when the Antichrist is setting up his kingdom there and getting, uh, getting everything straightened out through world affairs. And at the end of that three and a half years, the beginning of the last three and a half years of the tribulation is actually the tribulation, and that's when, when um, the Antichrist stands up and does that in the temple. And, um, you know, we're, we're looking at the Jews fleeing away into Judah there uh, for their lives when that happens, because you know, all hell will break loose at that point. Um, however, there is good news during this time. According to Revelation 12:17. There's prophecies, uh, there's prophesied a Christian revival among the Jews there. It says a little bit lower, it says the Bible says that when the dragon goes after the woman, she is carried away by the wings of an eagle. And the dragon will then make war against the woman and the remnant of her seed, which keep the commandments of God and have the testimony of Jesus Christ. Now these people will believe in Jesus Christ. And uh, after the Christian revival, of course, the Great Tribulation will get underway then. And the Bible teaches that we're going to have a cashless society that will appear. And there's some interesting notes about cashless society. We're going to be moving into that period pretty soon. It looks like the dollar is, uh, is faltering as we speak. And 
I don't think it'll be long before the dollar falls and we crash. So, uh, uh, but you know, no need for cash. Let's see. You know, like to, I'd like to show quickly uh, where we stand right now about that. You now, powerful forces are pushing toward a cashless society. It costs us, uh, it costs us nearly one dollar for each paper transaction at a bank. The same thing is true for credit card transactions because you have to sign a piece of paper there. So anytime there is paper to be handled and records to be kept, the cost goes up dramatically. However, that same transaction uh, made electronically would only cost you three cents or less per transaction. So if a bank carries out between a million or two million bucks uh, transactions per day and saves nearly uh, $1 on every transaction, it is saving uh, up to one to two million dollars each day. That makes them money. That's what makes it go. That that is going to be a uh, nice thing to happen to make this cashless society go, and everybody buy into it. Uh, beyond the crime, you know, with the crime. Let me act, ask you something, Ken. Let me ask you something. Sure. Now you're saying that we've got to have this is going to happen before the Great Tribulation, right? Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, and so. Also, the Great Tribulation is a seven-year period, and you're saying that the first half of that trip, Great Tribulation is not going to be that bad then, is it? No, it's not going to be as bad, certainly, as the last three and a half years. Uh, he will be setting up uh, his, his uh, you know, kingdom, and uh, all this will be taking place, and there will be some hard times, I'm sure, uh, but not like the last three and a half years, you know. Okay, now the cashless society, like your cashless uh, uh, society that you're talking about right now, you say we're very close to that happening. Uh, what are some indicators that that uh, that prove that? Well, I believe if you look at the stock market, you can tell that they're they're uh, selling off the dollar as we go. Of course, they're doing it in the background, so one, no one really kind of uh, knows. But I mean. You can look at the headlines and read the newspapers and the articles, and uh, they give tips all along the way that, you know, we're now, you know, the dollar is, is on the way out. Uh, everybody's against uh, Japan, Iraq, Iran, China. They're all getting away from the dollar, and the value of the dollar is dropping, uh, and it will be sold off. I believe that pretty soon. We may not see the dollar anymore, and that will lead into the credit card system like, like they're wanting to do. They're wanting to get into a, a cashless society of credit cards or some type of cards probably that we'll go to instead of currency, and it helps control Everybody's got a number, everybody's got a card. That's just leading us right down the road to one-worldism and uh, the way the Antichrist wants it. Well, uh, I was uh, watching the, the head of the, the lady from France, and she's the head of the IMF, International Monetary Fund, and she says that it's very unstable, unstable, the monetary, the world monetary system. It's very unstable. And she was hoping for kind of like what she would like to see is the stability um, uh, and, it, and to me, what she was heading around for, the only way you're going to have stability in a monetary is it all to be one monetary system. And that's what she was hinting around to. And then I was watching Paul Ryan, and he's going around, I mean, he's just like an evangelist, going around preaching this uh, doomsday uh, economy for the United States. 
and that at the end of this year, the it, it, and I don't think it'll happen. Uh, uh, there will be a remedy. Uh, Paul Ryan will not get his way. That's what I'm trying to say. Um, and at the end of this year, he says all kind of things are going to happen to our economy uh, because of uh, the government. So it, it, what you're telling me doesn't seem that far off. No, it's not. I, I don't think it's far off at all, John. It's uh, it's right around the corner. I, I'm not going to put dates down, but, I mean, for looking from the sources that I have and the things that I've seen in regards to it and keeping track of this, if you watch this stuff and you see how a pattern is arriving, you can see that the time is getting nearer and nearer to where the cash of society will occur. Well, in other words, the fall of the dollar is, is well coming up, I think, in the near future, I'd have to say. Okay. And so that that's one indicator that we're about ready to go into the tribulation. Yeah, absolutely. That's a, that's a good indicator of that. You know, And that leads up to our next uh, segment, you know, the church, will the church go through tribulation? I know we mentioned last week about, uh, you know, the, the uh, scriptures concerning the rapture, and the rapture goes hand in hand with the church. They are the church. And, uh, you know, these are scriptures that we need to go over again. We need to remember those scriptures. And, you know, the most, I think, one of the real killers there is the, the first revelation, uh, Scripture I'm going to mention, Revelations chapter 20, verse 4 through 6. And again, I, I'll read that, and it said, I saw throngs, and they sat upon them, and judgment was given unto them, and I saw the souls of them that were beheaded for the witness of Jesus, and for the word of God, and which had not worshipped the beast, neither his image, neither he had received his mark upon their foreheads or in their hands, and they lived and reigned with Christ a thousand years. But the rest of the dead lived not again until a thousand years were finished. This is the first resurrection, the first resurrection. Keep that in mind. Blessed and holy is he that had part in the first resurrection on such a second no power. So, um, you know, notice what we're saying there. This is described. Notice what this is describing. These people were beheaded for the witness of Jesus. They had not worshipped the beast. They had not received his mark. It obviously occurs at the end of the tribulation since these people have refused the mark, right? They lived and reigned with Christ a thousand years, and it emphatically states that this is the first resurrection. Well, if there had not been a rapture prior to this, this could not possibly be the first resurrection. It would have to be the second one, right? Blessed and holy is he that have part in the first resurrection. So, you know, I can't see pre pre-tribber saying that they're gone the you know, before the tribulation, and this is the first resurrection. These were people that were killed during the, being martyred, beheaded. I mean, these people died at the end of it. You know, and that's the first, they're included in the first resurrection. So there couldn't have been a previous one. That's, to me, is a no-brainer. Uh, you know, how do you feel? Yeah, I agree with you. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, well, the way they, um uh, the pre-trib have to have charts and diagrams and everything else <laughs> to make it halfway believable. They can't do it by just the scriptures because of uh, their uh, twisting and uh, uh, creative uh, 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 interpretation, I guess that would be it. Yeah, and you again, know. John, I, I, I implore them to you know, come and show me 
the scriptures that prove that it's before the tribulation, that the rapture is before the tribulation. Come and show me the scriptures. I'll be glad to look at them. And if they're right, hey, we'll be praising the Lord all the way to heaven. I'm not arguing about that. I'm not trying to be right. I'm just trying to tell what the truth is in the scriptures. And I'm trying to tell the truth for a lot of people. And I'm telling it for the people that I just left from the church. Those people need to know that. They desperately need to know that so that they can be ready. Because they're being fed garbage. I'm, I'm sorry to say that, but they're being fed something that is not true, according to the scriptures as I can see. Now, if you know, if Pastor will tell me those scriptures, which I begged for and cannot get, and kind of virtually got upset with my previous pastor about that. And, and I said some things that I probably shouldn't have said to him. And I got in his face. But isn't that what congregation members are supposed to do when they question a preacher's preaching? The Word? Yeah. is the Word, the precious Word of God that needs to be true regardless with you, whatever it is you're doing. You, you need to tell the truth about it. And I, I don't well, see it here. I mean, please tell me. Yeah, well, the pastor uh, needs, the elder needs to be the, feed the flock. Uh, and so feeding the flock means he needs to spend time with his individual flock and uh, making sure their concerns are, um, uh, cons- uh, their scriptural concerns and their, their faith and is strong and uh, not be just concerned whether they go to hospital or not. So, uh, yeah. Uh, and and uh, look, let me tell you something, brother. Uh, this is a very interesting topic, and um, uh, there's a lot of pastors like that, a lot of preachers like that. But thank God to the Internet and uh, Blog Talk Radio so that we can talk about this and go uh, beyond these uh, uh, dictators, I guess you would call these cult leaders, um, and they're trying to keep their little cloister all to themselves, um, you know, uh, so uh, we can reach out to them, uh, to those that are listening, and uh, beyond the boundaries of uh, uh, their control. Well, brother, so go ahead. Now l- let me ask you this: the uh, the second thing, uh, okay, the monetary system looks like it's about. What about uh, Russia uh, and uh, their part in setting up for the tribulation? Uh, what's their part in all of this? You know, I'm not sure, John, if they're going to be involved in the uh, the one world system in regards to the European market and uh, those nations. Uh, they they probably will, but you know, I don't claim to be an expert on that. We're still learning. We're still looking at the scriptures in regard to to Russia, but they will be a part of it, I'm sure. And uh, it it looks as though Russia and the rest of uh, other some other nations, actually Islamic nations, mostly, are going to come down against. Uh, Israel at Armageddon, and so they will be totally involved in that. And and it, I believe in the scriptures it says that that Russia and all of her conglomerates there will be basically wiped out. Five six of that uh, population of people that invade. That's when God at Armageddon is going to take care of all those people. So you know I think they'll be certainly involved. Okay, all right. So what else did you want to bring up today? Well, you know, I just want to show a couple more scriptures and back, you know, to back that up uh, in Corinthians, 1 Corinthians chapter 15, uh, verse 51 through 52. Paul spoke about the rapture of the church, and 
he spoke about it this way. He said, Behold, I show you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we should all, shall all be changed. In a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trump. For the trumpet shall sound, and the dead shall be raised incorruptible, and we shall be changed. That last trump, at the last trump, that's at the end of the tribulation, right before Armageddon, the Lord will come back. And that's when that will take place. And this is one event. This can't be separated. If you could separate this, John, you could put the rapture back at the beginning of tribulation. But you can't. This is at the last trump. This is at the end of it. I don't see how we can't see that. I mean, if I'm missing something again, people tell me. I'll be glad to listen. I'm not hard-headed in that style. I'm hard-headed in a lot of ways, but I'll listen, and we'll work that out. So I just, you know, we're trying to get at the truth here. That's all we're trying to do. We're not trying to hurt anybody or cause any ill feelings. I get a bit upset sometimes with the way things go, but, hey, I apologize for that, and uh, I'm sorry for, for any words of, you know, that that weren't in keeping with being in front of a pastor, you know. But, hey, I was upset at the time, and so I spoke my mind. And I got a little, you know, heavy with it, I guess. Well, brother, uh, uh, yeah, I understand. Um, the thing is, is that you have a platform now uh, <clears throat> to uh, 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 explain to that pastor and to those that are uh, listening and uh, that know that pastor to uh, explain plainly. Uh, I understand that you respected you respect the man a lot, and, and you really. I do. Um, and, and and so uh, this is, but that man is no different than you. All right, he puts his pants on the same way you do. He has no insight into the scriptures that you or any other believer, sincere believer, has. We all have an unction from on high that God has given us. First John chapter, I believe first John chapter two tells us that we have that we don't need anybody to teach us, that we can sincerely study the scriptures and uh, and there is no Lord over us besides Jesus Christ. And for all of these preachers to lord over their flock is uh, is uh, arrogant, it's condescending, it's narcissistic, and, and it's greedy, uh, you name it. It's conceited, uh, it's condescending. And so, yeah, what we have now is a platform to let the truth be known. Uh, and you've given two great examples about the resurrection, the first resurrection, and then uh, the last trump uh, being uh, when the rapture takes place. Uh, or uh, the rapture and resurrection take place. My main thing is something you've said is that hey, this the Bible doesn't teach about a a separate rapture. Actually, the rapture and the resurrection are the same thing. Yeah, absolutely. And then they're not two different events. It's one, and the Bible teaches that it's one event. Yes. Right. No question about that. I mean, you got to take God at His word. That's what it says. Right. Again, you know, I am very, uh, you know, I, I haven't studied uh, Scripture as much as a lot of people have, you know, pastors and things, people like that. So naturally, I, I, I try to listen to what they say and, and go and look that up and, and back it up. And, you know, I, I guess I'm trying to say that 
I'm not trying to be big-headed and say, I know everything about this. I don't. I know enough here, definitely, to tell me when the rapture is, though. And I can't understand how people can't understand that. I believe that they will once they look at it. And I just don't think they've seen it enough, John, to be able to, you know, and take the, have taken the time to understand it. And, well, and brother, I think the time is ripe. Desperately needs to be done. It will do it. It's, it, I, I think the time is right to do it, so just go ahead and do it. Uh, uh, you've got people that are listening to you right now. Persuade them. Persuade them through the scriptures. Persuade them how what changed your mind about uh, a pre-trib rapture. What changed my mind about a pre-trib rapture was when I saw uh, Revelations chapter 20, verse 4 through 6. That alone is enough to tell me that the rapture is at the end. I mean, you had all these people that were beheaded, and that, and the Lord, uh, you know, John, in the book of Revelations is saying that is the last resurrection. That is it. So, you know, I, you know once you hear that and you know that that's, that's the rapture, then how could it be seven years before? And obviously, someone had to make it change, had to go change it themselves, not, you know, specifically in, in the Bible, rewriting the Bible, but they made that, they came up with that belief, and that was all concocted up long ago in the 1800s, you know, as I mentioned before in the last session. About, when was that? Mention it again. Margaret MacDonald and uh, I think uh, Pastor Darby had started uh, that. Mark MacDonald had seen a vision, I believe, and had come up with this idea that the rapture was before the tribulation instead of at the end where it normally is. So she came up with this line. You know, it, that's a good point right there. Look at what the devil has done. The devil has taken that and he's in, incorporated it into everyone's belief. Little by little, he brought that down through Europe, through the pastors preaching and giving sermons on it, and everybody began to believe it. And you know how it is when a train gets rolling, it's hard to stop it. And it all rolled into the United States in, you know, in uh, the early 1900s, I believe, and was just brought down. Everybody loved that. I mean, they went right along with that because that's great news. It would be wonderful news to know that you're going to get out of here and you don't have to worry about any of this tribulation that's coming. And that's what the devil knew. He knew we could be sucked in by that. And he used pastors down through the ages to do that. And that's exactly what's been done. Poor pastors. You know, I mean, they just, they've made a mistake. They've made an obvious mistake. They've gotten caught up in things that keep them, you know, involved in in giving that opinion. In other words, if their congregation is safe and they're doing okay, you know, that's a good message, a feel-good message for the congregation to listen to. So they let it go. They got all. Well, right. you know, you know, it's something that, like, and I think I, I don't know. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, what I what I think about is just in this in this last century, after World War, well, before World War Two, and after World War Two, when communism and Nazism, uh, and the way that the Christians were persecuted. Uh, those people went through a lot of tribulation. They went through a lot of torture. 
They are. They were millions of Christians murdered because of their faith, because of their belief in God. And uh, I, to me, it would seem like uh, the Lord would have to apologize to those folks because he didn't rapture them out in time uh, so that they wouldn't have to go through all of that torture and torment. Absolutely. Uh, you know, and that's the misplaced uh, judgment there is that, you know, all these people, look at all the disciples. They they paid with their life. You know, they, they, they didn't have an easy ticket out. How can we expect to have an easy ticket out as the church at the end times when we're not doing really what we need to do as a, on a whole? There's a lot of good people out there who are trying to, you know, with their faith. But we have a lot of things that we need to go through, and I'm sure the Lord absolutely knows that, and that's why he has to bring us through these things, try us through fire. And we have to accept that and be willing to stand up and do it. You know, don't, right. don't suck back and want to get out of here easy and let Israel handle all the the problems, the poor Jewish people, you know, I know that they don't believe Jesus is, is the Messiah yet. They haven't, their eyes haven't been opened. But they need help. That's all the more reason we need to be helping them through this period. And I think that's why God has chosen us to do that. He's called us to continue through the tribulation and help these people. Well, uh, brother, we're, we're about out of time. I want to thank everybody for listening and uh, those that will listen. Um, uh, one brother was talking about a, a website called HiddenGospel.com, uh, Rapture Debunked. That's a, that sounds like a pretty good one. Um, what's the website uh, you're familiar with, brother uh, Hart? What what website? What are we talking about? Uh, what website do you do as a reference um, uh, for your uh, research? Oh, I, I use a lot of the websites out of um, a um, end time book. Uh, it's an end time association. Um, end time association, so they could Google end time. Right, endtime.com. There's. I just got finished uh, listening book. Uh, it's uh, Joel Rosenberg, uh, yeah. Epicenter. Um, excellent book explaining uh, right up to almost today what's going on. Um, our website. If you have any questions or comments that you would like to make, uh, please. Uh, you go to our website, whitestoneministries.net. Uh, our email is there. It's WSMIN at rocketmail.com. Or you can call. Uh, our phone number is on there, 985-789-5988. Uh, and leave a message when you call. I'm, uh, I usually don't answer it uh, if I don't know the number. Uh, but if you leave a message, I'll get back with you. Um uh, and so uh, do that. And I really appreciate everybody that has, uh, that's on our chat board and things that were said. Um, and just a discussion. This is a very – and we're going to uh, schedule for next Friday, same time, uh, and we'll discuss this some more about uh, what's going to happen during the tribulation and explain further how the rapture is um, – and the rapture is the same as the first resurrection. They're the same event, and they're not divided. So uh, uh, God bless you, and everybody listening, we're going to uh, uh, turn off now or uh, sign off now with my grandkids. So goodbye right after this. Thank you, John. Jude 121, keep yourselves in the love of God, looking for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ unto eternal life. My name is Austin Wadsworth. I love Jesus. 2 Corinthians 13, 14.
the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the communion of the Holy Ghost be with you all. Amen. My name is Leslie Wadsworth and the Lord Jesus Christ is my Savior.